both programs have experienced success in the tournament. You know, we, we uh, neither one of us have a lot in the last couple of years. So, so uh, uh, I, I see some similarities. You know, they're they're a veteran team, even though you know, uh, um, you know, Brunson's a freshman, and, and uh, they have some uh, young guys off off the bench that are going to be tremendous players. Uh, uh, but we do too. Our, our our bench is very young as well, for the most part. But I, I see some similarities. I, I think that I think that uh, the similarities are, are more personnel driven. You know, they're they're you know they've got a they got a really really skilled four man, and we've got a really skilled four man, and, and uh, they're all all their guards can beat you off the bounce, and that's very similar to our guards. But but uh, uh, the thing that I, I do love about their team and I always have is how how hard they play and how scrappy they are. Okay, we'll go here right on the aisle on the right side. Uh, hi, Mark Tracy from the New York Times. Uh, I wanted to ask about buzzer beaters. There have been several kind of prominent ones uh, in the tournament so far. Uh, Frank and Wayne, uh, there was in the OU game, there were a couple of close calls, and I think, Frank, you hit one last year against TCU maybe. Um, I was wondering if it's like a thing you guys practice in practice, you know, like tough, long-distance shots at the buzzer. And, and also for Coach, I was wondering if there's like Kind of like a matrix, like a two-point conversion matrix, where if you're down five, you have a certain thing to do in, in order to try to try to get up and get, try the game or win the game with very little time left. Well, I, I think from my vantage point, it, it's it's uh, kind of my feel. Uh, um, you know, if it's a two-possession game, I, I would probably try to score quick um, and take the best shot available. Uh, not necessarily having to be a three, but I, I don't have a matrix uh, uh, that, that or, or a formula that we go by. That this is what we do when this when it's you're down five with 30 left, or you're down four with 20 left. Uh, uh, I think if we're down three with five left seconds, then we'll try to shoot three though. So, but that, that's about it. Thanks, coach. Left side. Bill Bob Lutz from the Wichita Eagle. You were at Perry's first high school game back in 2008. Uh, it was a Friday night. I think he had a game the very next day. Uh, can you discuss the process of recruiting him and then also coaching him? What what that's uh, been like to get him to, to get to the level he's at today? We we probably spent as much time on, on Perry recruiting him as as anybody, just because we were so aware of him uh, at an early age and a young age and. and uh, Danny, Manny was our point man in, in his recruitment for the most part, and, and uh, but but you know he was an, he was an easy guy to recruit because he, he wasn't seeking attention, and just like he is now, he's not seeking attention. So he was a fun guy to recruit because you know he, it wasn't like you had to talk to him every day to be honest with you in order to, to let him know that you love him a lot, which you have to do with a lot of recruits. Uh, if you told him that maybe on. Monday, then by Friday, he would still believe that there was probably still some love involved, uh, uh, which is a little different uh, for, for, for some recruits. But uh, he was an easy recruit, uh, great family, and certainly coaching him, it's, it's been a real treat because, and it has been for all our guys, because just watching how he's matured off the court so much, in my opinion, which is which is really spearheaded his, his development on the court. Uh, and and, uh, and just see how, how, how he's, he's kind of grown not only into a great player but a, but a, but a really an outstanding young man as well. Let's go on the right side aisle here and then to the left. Uh, Bill, uh, John Clark from Comcast Sportsman of Philadelphia. When you look at Villanova in his first three games, their shooting percentage is up there in the history of the tournament, making a ridiculous number of threes. In your preparation in years past for games like this, are they playing as well 
as, as any team you could remember? Well, you know, preparation is so short. I mean, we're, we're talking about a 45-minute practice today and, and, and scouts, you know, so there will probably be more time prepping for, for Nova uh, uh, off the court as far as film work or, or, or getting guys to understand scouting court than there probably will be on the court. Uh, uh, but, yeah, they're probably playing as well as anybody that, that, that we've gone against uh, in recent memory, at least that I can recall. Uh, you know, they're, they're on fire right now. And, and, and you know, it's, it's one thing to shoot a higher percentage, but to shoot that higher percentage with the, with the, the volume of threes they've been shooting makes it even more impressive. So, uh, and they're doing and everybody's making them. It's not like you can just key on one guy. I mean, everybody's been shooting them well. So, uh, they're, they're a red-hot team right now, but, you know, honestly, we, we've, been, we've, been, we've been playing pretty well ourselves. And so, uh, we won't want to change how we're playing, but we certainly need to emphasize on, on, on how to get to their shooters and, and certainly uh, still guard the ball and keep it out of the paint. Just a reminder, we have the student-athletes till about 310, just so <coughs> you guys know that. Let's go on the left side in the green and then over on the right. Bill, just, just along the lines of the three-pointer, um, you guys shoot quite a high percentage, but not as many as other teams might shoot at times. And I just wonder how your philosophy of, of shooting, taking the threes, it, it maybe has evolved. And, I remember at times you've looked at it as fool's gold. I think that's one of your terms for it. No, I, well, you know, uh, I have said making jump shots all the time and not playing through the post some or driving the ball can be fool's gold. Uh, uh, making threes is not uh, uh, at all, but, but that can't be the way we play all you rely on. Um, you know, I've always been a guy that played inside out, and, and this year we probably play less inside out than we have. Uh, but but the bottom but the the reality of it is we we've got in my opinion uh, really really good shooters on the perimeter and I, th I think every coach plays to his strengths and, uh, so so uh, uh, certainly I, I you know people say that I don't shoot as many well, we don't shoot as many threes I guess statistically, statistically that could be accurate but that's not something that we, we want to shoot a certain percentage or anything like that I, I thought last night we, we we were pretty efficient and we shot nine. And there's been some games where we've taken 52 shots and shot 25. Uh, uh, I think a lot of times defenses dictate how many you take as opposed to a, an actual game plan offensively. Uh, right side here and then in the back on the left. Hi, guys. Janine Edwards, ESPN. Um, I'll ask this of Coach, and then if one of the players wants to also answer it as well, I'd love to get a player perspective on it. You said the key to winning games is even when you're not playing great, keeping the other team from going on their runs. And sometimes that's easy to plan for, but not as easy to execute. So physically and mentally, how do you prevent a team from going on runs when you're not playing great at that moment? Well, I, you know, my, my philosophy has always been if, if, you know, if the other team can't score, you can't lose. Uh, and that's not a realistic, I mean, that's not a real thing, but, but, but I think it hopefully drives a mindset that, that you know, defense matters, and and, and uh, uh, in the tournament, I, I I really feel this way is that when you play a team like Villanova, uh, if you let them be who they've been the first three games in the tournament, you've got to play at a ridiculously high level to play to shoot the ball like that and and, and to, to to score the ball that easy. So your focus a lot of times is making sure they can't be as comfortable as what they've been in the first three games. And so I, I really believe that that's, that's it as much as anything, is not letting your opponent play well. And, and when you don't let your opponent play well, you may feel like you're not playing well, but you look up and 
you know, you're still up two or you're only down two, and, and there hasn't been much separation in times where, where you're not very good. Perry, can you follow up on that one? Um, you know, yeah, I feel like, you know, team, we know that teams can go on runs, and uh, we know as a team that, you know, we try not to let that happen, and if it does happen, you know, defense is always key, and uh, we try not, we really try to make sure defense is, is our key main focus because uh, if we're not thinking about our offense, you know, it really, it really helps. Thank you. Let's go in the back, CL, and then we'll go on the right side. Bill, CL Brown, ESPN.com. Uh, yesterday, Norm Roberts said that there was an emphasis on having the guys play for pleasure, not pre pressure, was his term. Um, in what ways is that different? In what ways have you prepared this team kind of differently for this tournament as opposed to the recent past? Uh, you know, you know, I think I think going into tournaments, there, there's a, a lot of times that, that you know teams are are, are you know on an upward uh, uh, incline uh, on an uptick. When, when you're healthy, when you've been on a little bit of a run, where you, where you played well in your conference. And, and sometimes, you know, whether health or, 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 or distractions or whatnot can, can keep a team from probably being its best and going into the tournament. In the last couple of years, that's been us, to be real candid. We, we haven't been whole. And, and so this year, you know, fortunately, knock on wood, we've been whole. And, and, and I think that has as much to do with anything, with, the, with us being more confident. But, but uh, you know, I, I, I saw an expression uh, uh, that never let the pressure exceed the pleasure. And, and uh, I thought it was pretty accurate with our guys. And, and I shared that with them after we won, after we clinched the, the, uh, the Big 12. Uh, uh, you know, guys, now, hey, we've already done what we set out to do uh, for the regular season. Now, let's just, let's just play with pleasure the rest of the way. I mean, there's no pressure to win the league. We've, we've already done that, so let's play with pleasure. And I don't know if that has anything to do with how, why we played pretty well of late, but I do think it's real important this time of year to, to, to enjoy the moment. Uh, you've earned the right to enjoy this moment. You know, it, it, it's, it's, you put yourself in a, in, a, in a favorable position. Enjoy it. Have fun. And, and so that's kind of been our message. On the far right side here, and then we get about four questions here in the left. Steve Greenberg with Leisure Report. Uh, this is for for Bill and Perry. Uh, Perry was a valedictorian in high school. He comes from a family. Parents they were athletes. They worked with kids. I imagine you figured you were getting a pretty solid person when you came in. I want to ask you how he's grown, though, if he had any growing up to do. How how he has grown since then, and Perry, how you think you have over four years of college? Well, I, I think that, you know, he's he obviously a very, very bright young man, uh, uh, both on the court and in the classroom. And, and uh, uh, the way I, I think he's grown as much as, as anything is, is uh, 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 you know, he's always been very, very quiet and reserved. And, and uh, uh, to see how he, he handles situations uh, publicly and, 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 and uh, through the media or with his teammates, uh, uh, you know, he exudes confidence, and I think that's as much how he's grown as anything else. He's he he's he's always been rock solid, but I, I think he's he's much more comfortable uh, in public settings than maybe what he was early. And yeah, confidence was the biggest thing. Uh, you know, each year, you know, I felt like I've more confident in my skin, which helped me speak to people and be comfortable. So that was the key thing for me. Let's get one more question on the right, and then we'll get you guys all right here. 
uh, Michelle Gordon with ESPN. Uh, question for Frank and Wayne. Uh, with the game time being pretty late tomorrow, 8.49, 8.50, I believe, how, what are you guys planning on doing to kind of use up the time tonight, but especially tomorrow, all the waiting, and what are you guys planning on doing to, to help fill it? Wayne first, please. Around the same time, so just do the same thing we did, pretty much, which was just wake up, eat breakfast. I think we did shoot around, then we ate again. By that time, it's time to play. Okay. Well, we got up, we ate breakfast. Um, we watched a little bit of film. Uh, went to shoot around, and we ate again. Uh, we got to lay around for a little bit, and then we came back and watched some more film, and I just got ready for the game. Okay, I'm going to let the uh, KU student-athletes go to the breakout room, which is back that way. We get to keep Coach with us. And uh, I think, yeah, we'll just go right here, this block right here on the left side. Tim Sullivan, Louisville Courier General. Uh, coach, last year at this time, Kentucky was undefeated, number one over, overall, and everybody saw them with a target on their back. Your team seems to have embraced the whole pros versus Joes, underdog role, even though you're the number one overall seed. Is that the mentality you want to create, or do you want them to, to act like they should be the number one? Uh, I, you know, I, I the, the underdog role, I, I don't think that anybody's ever, I've never said that to our guys. Uh, I may, I may repeat what maybe some some analysts have said, but but I, I don't. To, to me, uh, uh, I'm confident in our guys. I think if we play well, we'll have a, we'll have an opportunity to win. And so, uh, you know, if we don't play well, we're, we're, our talent level is not such that that opportunity is near as high to win. But uh, I, I I really believe that our, we've got a good team, and I've been telling them all along that I believe they we got a good team and. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to have a chip. Uh, and, and maybe our guys do have a chip, but, but uh, it hasn't been something that, that we've emphasized from a, a disrespect standpoint at all. I think people have respected us or, or, or we wouldn't have been ranked where we were and, and, and certainly uh, thought of highly by, by others. But, but just because you, you've achieved something, you, you don't rest on it, you want to build off of it. And, and uh, that's what I think our mindset's been is to build on what, what's transpired as opposed to rest on it. Kevin Haskin, Topeka Capital Journal. Bill, where have you seen this defense progress, especially during the win streak and the obvious, I guess, how good will it have to be tomorrow? Well, it'll, it'll probably need to be as good as it's been all year tomorrow. Uh, uh, you know, you, you also got to hope that, 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 you know, they don't continue to shoot at such a high clip, uh, but you, you also, you know, Hope that you can put your guys in a position where, where, where they don't allow them to to uh, be as comfortable to shoot uh, uh, at such a high percentage. But our, our defense has gotten better. It, it's still a little bit inconsistent. Uh, our rebounding has gotten better, but it's still inconsistent uh, at times. But but uh, th this is a different team defensively than it was in January. But you know I, I don't know that it's a, an unbelievable team defensively compared to some of the teams we've had in our past. But I, I do think we've made huge strides in that area. Uh, Bob Ford, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, don't assume your matchups, Bill, but if, if uh, Ellis and Jenkins get to see something of each other at both ends of the court, what do you see as the advantages and disadvantages of those matchups for both guys? I mean, 
how do you see them pairing up a little bit? Well, I think it'd be, I think that'll be a key matchup. I, I do think that they'll guard each other uh, uh, a good portion of the time when they're in there together. Uh, you know, one of the one of the challenges for us, obviously, in Perry would be getting to shooters. You know, even though he's he can guard a perimeter player, but he's not used to guarding somebody that that has the freedom and, and the ability to 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 make hard distant threes. Uh, uh, so that so that'll be different, and and and, uh, and certainly with 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 uh, with him with Perry, I mean, I, uh, Jay would be able to answer that far better than, than I could. But it'll it'll be two really good offensive players going against each other, though. Bill Bob Lutz, Wichita Eagle. Can you how how common is it for you to be at the first game of a high school career for a player? Second part of that, uh, what shortcomings does Perry have that may limit him at the next level? Uh, I don't think I'm sure. I've, I mean, I've seen a freshman play before, uh, I believe, but I don't know if it's been in the first game of his career. Uh, but Perry was such a hyped kid coming in. I mean, as an eighth grader, uh, uh, you know, everybody talked about he'd be the best player in the state as a freshman, and he turned out getting Player of the Year in the state as a freshman. So, I think he's only four-time in the uh, state Player of the Year. Uh, uh, but, but I, I do think that's very unusual. Uh, and it's amazing to me what's important to families. That was really important to their family that I was there the first game. And it was luck because we weren't playing that night. If we'd been playing that night, I wouldn't have been there. So, uh, uh, but no, I, I, and, and Perry's shortcomings, I, you know, I don't know that, that he has a lot of shortcomings. You know, he's, he's not a big four man, uh, uh, but he can stretch it and, and certainly put it down. And he's a, a good passer. And, I think he can really defend his position, so I, I think he can really make an NBA team better. Uh, but but as, as far as uh, shortcomings, I think the thing that people don't realize, all college kids going to the next level is going to go through some struggles uh, regardless. And, and But I do think he's prepared to be a pro, and, uh, and both on and off the court. Okay. Uh, Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports. Bill, some coaches who have gone to traditional powers like a UCLA in North Carolina, or I'm sorry, UCLA, Kentucky, Indiana, haven't been that comfortable with the, the historic import of the program. You seem to have embraced it at Kansas. Why have you been so comfortable with it? Well, I, I, I've, I've, I'm really proud of everyone's successes that's, that's been there. Uh, uh, you know, I, I took over a situation that, that probably, in my mind, it may have been easier to the, to the outside uh, basketball world, but in my mind, I mean, that, that was a tough act to follow. Uh, following Roy and all the success that he that he had there, uh, but you know he followed Larry, and Larry went to two Final Fours in five years and won a national championship. And he followed Ted, and he followed Dick Hart, and then he followed you know Coach Allen. I mean, uh, uh, there's been so much uh, history and success. I don't. And, and, and the other thing is, I don't think you, I don't think in Kansas your your goals to ever try to to be the best has been there. That that's not going to happen. As a player, your goal is not to be the best player that's ever played there. That's not going to happen. We'll play there, and 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 Fog Allen coached there. So so I, I think it's it's something that that I don't feel like that we have to uh, hold ourselves to other standards. But 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 I'll, I'll but I, I I think I think if you embrace the tradition and the history and the success, it allows you to do a better job because uh, you can build off of that. You can recruit off of that, and that's something that we've always tried to do. Zigzag here, right, left, right, left, and that'll probably do it. And they had to get Naismith out of there because he couldn't win. Yeah, he was the only guy that could win, you know, there. So. <laughs> uh, 
Blair Kirkhoff of the Kansas City Star. Bill, how, how late did you guys go before deciding Brandon couldn't go last night, and what's his status? I, I, I've, I've uh, suspected that he wouldn't be very effective for a while. He, 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 he was, we put him in and, and uh, Des Moines, and, and uh, I mean, every time he, 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 he turned, he winced. So, so uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a play in Des Moines where uh, there was a shot and a, a rebound came to his man, and he just reached out and grabbed him. Just reached out and grabbed him with the ball intentionally. And I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Coach, I had I can't move." And so I, I, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll check him out again. But but he, he I, I don't think that he'll be available to us. Left side, Bill. Just one more thing on the the three. Going back to your playing days, if I if I have this right, your last year playing would have been the last year before the three pointer came uh, into. No, it was it was two years after. Two okay. But it, did you did you when it came about? Did you wish you'd had that in the game when you were playing? And, and the flip side of that is, it, it, how did you embrace it initially? And, and how did how did how did you start incorporating it into your coaching? Well, I, you know, I was uh, uh, well. Everybody wished they would have played with a three point line because if you go back, the way I remembered, I was a fabulous shooter uh, uh, <laughs> back then. So. No, I wasn't a very, I wasn't a good shooter uh, uh, by a high standard at all. But, but I, I think you know, three point line's been great for a game, and everybody would have loved to play play with it. Uh, but as far as incorporating it, you know, I, I don't know that there's been any one set thing that that we've done uh, to try to. Uh, I've always been, uh, you know, to me, field goal percentage, field goal percentage, defense, and rebounding have always been important elements to determine whether you win or not. Uh, and, and you know, three-point field goal percentage is certainly part of field goal percentage. But but uh, I think the emphasis to get good shots and and, and uh, has maybe uh, maybe not allowed our guys to shoot as many as maybe some other teams. Doesn't mean that our shots are necessarily better. I, I was taught by Coach Sutton. You know, if you can't score early, you want to give the defense a chance to break down. And so sometimes with with that, you know. Uh, that means the ball moves from side to side and, and, and makes it go from strong to, to weak, uh, the defense. And so I, I want to shoot. If my guys are open, I want to shoot threes. I mean, that, but, and, and we've shot a higher percentage of threes this year than, than we have in the past, but the percentage has only been like three or four more percent. It's not like we're shooting a ton more threes this year. Let's try to squeeze one more in on the right side. Bill, Greg Eklund, this is for Kansas Public Radio. Last night you had talked about the trust that you've developed with this year's team. Since you're a fan of the Royals, have you found yourself as a coach observing the trust that Ned Yost developed between himself and the players, knowing that his players would go out and do the right thing to get themselves prepared? Uh, I am a fan, and, and uh, certainly, you know, I heard, I heard uh, uh, Ned say that he didn't give one steal sign the whole year last year. The players did it on their own, uh, uh, which I thought was, you know, I don't know, I'm not a baseball manager, but I thought that was kind of unique uh, uh, that he trusted them that much. But I, I haven't tried to equate trusting our guys with the Royals. I, I, there's, there's been a lot of teams that I've trusted a lot, uh, uh, but I, I think that this team particularly has has has, has earned the staff's trust uh, because they, they try to do what we want them to do. And, and don't, don't always do it, and, and certainly we don't always tell them the right things to do. But, but, but their focus and their effort to try to do that is is uh, 
is, is about as high as any team that I've had. So I, I can't help but trust them because I, I feel like that uh, I feel like that they're, they're, they're trying to be an extension of what the staff is actually trying to teach them to do. Coach, I think we had a couple more. Maybe we can get in here in the front row here with these two guys. Ryan Fanon with Villanova Radio. Uh, Coach, uh, just a couple memories of some Villanova-Kansas games. Uh, love to get your uh, take on those. A couple years ago, the battle for Atlanta's uh, game in the semifinals there, and then in 08 when you played Villanova in the Sweet 16 in Detroit on your way to your national championship. Well, in, in 08, we played really, really well the first half. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but we played very, very well the first half. And that, that team was on a roll at that time. Uh, uh, and we were able to hang on. And then, and then in Atlantis, you know, uh, 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 Nova kept us from playing with any rhythm at all. I mean, Wiggs and Joel were, were freshmen, and, and they had young guys playing too. I mean, it was uh, – but, but, but they outscrapped us. And, and uh, certainly their, their, their pressure and their press bothered us at times. And, and uh, you know, but we had a one-point lead with, you know, uh, out-of-bounds under Villanova's ball. And, and, and Ryan makes a three to, to win the game. Uh, uh, so so uh, if I'm not mistaken, by two, if, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, not, not a good memory, but, but one that I think that we, we certainly uh, grew from. But, you know, I, I, th I think that the teams his historically, at least with in the times we played, have been pretty evenly matched, and we got the best of one, and they got the best of one. Stay out in front. Bill, Rick, I'm going to go. Speaking of Ryan, I can't pronounce his name. Um, Archie Diacono. Very good. <laughs> I, think, I think that's right. The, uh, he mentioned the scrappiness of the team, and he's certainly one of their scrappers. Yeah. Does, does every team need a Ryan Arch type guy? Uh, well, I think every team would love to have uh, uh, Ryan as their point guard or as, as one of their lead guards. Or they're no, we, we, we would too. We'd love to have Ryan. I, I don't know if there's a college program in the country that wouldn't love to have him. Uh, but but the, the the things that he does well, you know, he, he's a he's a great leader. He's tough, probably as much as anything else. And he, he, he does such a good job of playing at different speeds and getting guys off balance. And, and uh, uh, you know, he, he gets inside of people because he's so good with the ball, shot fakes, or he's got great feet. But but he's a winner. I I think I heard Jay say that that. You know, he, he can basically coach his team uh, uh, because he's heard his voice so many times and, and, and uh, he knows exactly what Jay wants. And, and there's times that he, has been, he can be just the, instead of being an extension of him, he could actually run things. And, and maybe, I'm, maybe I misheard the quote, but I thought Jay said something like that. So, uh, that, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I think that Frank and Devontae are totally different in, in their approach and how they lead. But, uh, but I certainly think that Ryan is one of the best leaders and one of the best guards in the country. On the right. Bill, you had said last night that you, you felt that Wayne brought a confidence out onto the floor at just the right time when you needed it, a confident presence. Yeah. In what ways does that manifest itself to you and to his teammates? Well, to, to me, Wayne, Wayne is, uh, you know, Wayne loves the moment. There's a lot of players out there that do, but... Uh, uh, he, he's the one guy to me with our team that when you run bad offense and don't have anything going, he can get a shot. 
he can go get his own shot or, he, or, or he's got a quick release or he can get a, a three up or make a big shot that's guarded. And, and, and I do think it gives guys confidence knowing that, that uh, you know, we're struggling right now, but, we can, but, but you know, if we can't play through Perry, then, then Wayne's a guy that will make a big play. And he's done that a lot. Even when, he, even when he had shot the ball well in games, he's made some huge shots for us. Uh, and I, I think the guys get confidence from that. And the other thing they get confidence from is he can do some things physically uh, that, that our other little guards can't do. Uh, because, you know, he can play above the rim, you know, he can do some, you know, he can, he can post, he can do some things that, that I do think through that it gives our guys uh, confidence as well. Anything else for Coach? All right. All right, thank you we'll guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay.